Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 34 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Josh Unruh. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. And this week we are boldly going with the co-owners of Starbase Studios right here in Oklahoma City, Richard Wells and Scott Johnson. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Now, tell us, what is Starbase Studios? It's here in Oklahoma City. What, what is this all about? It's Starbase Studios is called a fan film studio. We've recreated the sets from the old Star Trek show from the 60s. And I Trekkies, love you already. <laughs> <laughs> Trekkies and fans, they come from all over the United States and come here and film their fan shows and put them up on YouTube. Oh, wow. You, and you've decided to go with the, the 60s version. Why that? Why that instead of going into more of your the, the 80s movies or even a more modern? Uh, because we were given the bridge, <laughs> the 60s bridge. <laughs> we had that piece to start with. Mm-hmm. What makes it the, the 60s? What, what, what is it about it that makes it iconic? Oh, haven't you seen the show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I have, but just in case anyone who's listening yeah, hasn't. I mean, uh, what to this show? I know. Really? I know. <laughs> you know, ex- especially in the '60s, that was you know so unique that the the, uh, the screens, the buttons, all the bright colors, everything you know that was something nobody had seen before. It was you know they'd never seen a spaceship like that. And the sounds. Do you guys have the sounds as well? Because I think that was probably as, as just as iconic as as anything else. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. You know, when you're filming, all that goes in and post. But we do when we do tours or something. We also have a, a soundtrack that can play when you're walking through, and getting the experience. So let me get this straight. You have the original 1960 set. Is that what? No, no oh, that's like <laughs> a recreation. A it's recreation. A okay, I was confused for a second. I was like, ah, okay. Um, and you guys do, and you guys do tours, so so people can actually go through these. Tell me about what happens when someone goes through a tour. Um, well, we go through a tour, uh, basically we'll take you around to the turbo lift. Uh, you get in, (laughs) you turn the handle, say bridge, and then the doors pop open and then you walk out onto the bridge of the enterprise. And, uh, most of the time people are speechless for at least a little while. (laughs) Just got to take it all in. Yeah. What other sets are there? You have the bridge. You have another one, too, don't you? Uh, we have a sick bay, and we're just that close. Of course, you can't see down here. <laughs> that close to about, uh, half an inch. <laughs> about a half an inch. To right. having the transporter room complete. Oh, man. <laughs> and you say, how many film fan films have been done, would uh, you say? We've been open just a little over two years, and we've something like a dozen have filmed. Wow. There's been one released. Because uh, we found out that it actually takes a long time to, uh, after you shoot the film, it takes a long time to edit and get it done. So there's one release called Starship Valiant. And uh, now that the word is out and people know we're here, uh, we have people calling from everywhere booking. We have over a dozen already scheduled to film this year. Do you get to look, get a look at the scripts? or? Most of the time they will send us the scripts and stuff in advance. Really? And, but that's know, really cool. As, as for our advice, even though we're like, uh, I'm not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, here, they're, Star Trek fans, if nothing else, are passionate. So they're like, here, read this. Exactly, <laughs> so. yeah. And do you have costumes? Yeah, every show around? pretty much makes their own costumes for their actors. Uh, we do do a show called Starship Brissom, and we'll make those costumes available to other shows if they need them. 
Now, tell me about that when I was looking yeah. at the website. That one is the, the like, science and discovery kind of learning approach, the Grissom is? Yeah, it's an educational show. It's written by a group of teachers down in Moore, and it's designed so teachers anywhere can download and show it in their classrooms. And they write lesson plans that go along and reference back to each episode. So there's pre-made lessons in a variety of subjects that all cover STEM standards. So it's kind of a little package that teachers can use to, you know, help get interest from the young ones. And do you offer this to teachers for free, or yes. they can just download it on yeah, on, so it, on YouTube? And it'll be hosted on our website, and they can just download it all straight from the that website. Is so oh, cool. like even the the plan, the lesson plan. The lesson plans. Wow, yeah. that and is pretty slick. Yeah. And how did you how did you come in contact with the group of teachers that that help you with this? Oh well, the one that started is my cousin. So nice. <laughs> actually, I do. I just kind <laughs> of nepotism wins. I, I just kind of told her that you know, since we have such you know an iconic bridge set, you know, there's not but two others in the whole country. Since we have one here in Oklahoma City, that, you know, I was trying to find a way to be more uh, community involved. Yeah. And so I thought doing some education stuff would do something, and she went and talked to some of her friends, and they came back with a script. And you said Amazing. it bases itself on the science, technology, engineering, and math that I think that's pretty much right there is Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they do, for each episode, they'll do those, and they do leadership, arts, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just the whole curriculum. So. That's one. So what can people see if they were to watch one of these episodes? Uh, we hope to have the first one out here in just a few weeks. Uh-huh. Oh, awesome. Hmm? And what would that be? What would, what would, what would people see? Hmm? If you were to, like, do a preview of it, like a trailer for it. Oh, uh, well, the trailer is online now. There you go. So, <laughs> see, there uh, you go. It's uh, uh the basic storyline is uh, Cadet Strong, who is a high school girl, wins a science award, and part of her prize is getting to uh, go on the, with the Starship Grissom on this mission to survey a new planet for colonization. Oh, wow. Uh, the new planet is called L197, and it actually references back to Kepler-186F. And the story kind of follows uh, the SETI Institute and their kind of theoretical plans for colonizing, well, how they would go about colonizing Kepler. The search for extraterrestrial, uh, the search for extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial <laughs> institute, Intel- yeah, exactly. intelligence institute. Yes, that's what SETI stands for. Boy, that was harder than it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that would flow off my mouth. Than it was. So, so the idea is that this, this it kind of takes what's currently going on right now in a futuristic setting. Exactly. It's, right. it's mirroring what they're doing with the SETI right now. Awesome. I love that it's a, it's, it's a girl. <laughs> I love yeah. that it's a girl. Yeah. That's fabulous. I'm super excited for that. My daughter is very into science and very into uh, space exploration. So that would be a really good thing, I think, to show her as far as that is concerned. Yeah, and trying to get women in, more involved into uh, STEM issues is, is certainly something I know that Oklahoma is trying to push. Um, not, not always having the success. Hopefully something like this will change something like that. Hopefully. What I think is really awesome about it is because Star Trek does focus a lot on science and math and engineering and stuff, but it's also a art. It is film. It is, you know, script writing. It is, you know, actors acting. And so you really get all your bases covered in Star Trek with having the hard science and then having the more arts performed in it, too. So I think that's fantastic. 
And where can people go to look at the trailer and the website? And uh, the website? All of that. Uh, studio's website is starbasestudios.net. Okay. Uh, they can. There's a link there for the Grissom website. is just grissom.starbasestudios.net. Okay. And the trailer is up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the actual shows will be hosted on the website so we can... Uh, do a web page with the shows and every lesson plan and all the reference material all together. Very cool. That's very cool. cool. And how did you, how did you get into this? Yeah, we hear. I I want to step back to who had the set and gave it to you and Uh, why you guys and all that stuff. How did you go through the history? Uh, Scott, let's talk about that. What happened? Yeah. Well, how long has it been, Richard? Probably six, seven years ago. uh, Another guy that is involved with a project that we shoot at Starbase Studios which is entitled Starship Ajax, uh, was friends with uh, the guys that used to do Starship Exeter. And that was a fan film that was started about 10, 15 years ago down and located around Austin, Texas. Well, they quit production on their show, and the set that they had, or the sets that they did have at the time, were stored outside in a like pole barn for multiple years. Nothing was being done with it, so John contacted these guys, which were Jim and Josh Johnson, and said, hey, you know, I'd like to uh, try to make a movie here in Oklahoma. So more or less, long story short, he incorporated what they had left over, transported it back to here when it was stored out in El Reno at the El Reno Air Park. Um, Richard, I think, answered a ad through Craigslist when these guys were looking for people that had, you know, some Star Trek experience, wanted to make a movie, so, you know, so Richard went out there and checked it out, and a couple weeks later, he called me up and said, Hey, Scott, you know, uh, aren't you a Star Trek fan? I was like, Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes, I am, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely dedicated to the original series. You know, that's what I grew up watching mm-hmm. from when I was a kid. So uh, I really like the original stuff. You know, I watch Next Gen and Deep Space Nine and everything else, but, you know, I'm still. I'm, but your love is always the, yeah, the original I'm, series. I'm a, sure. I'm a fan of the pointed eared man. Yes, so sir. preach, preach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Richard called me up and said, hey, you know, come out here. I'm, I want you to go out to El Reno with me and check this thing out that I've been volunteering at. So I'm like, okay, didn't have nothing going on that day. Went for a ride. Walked into the aircraft hangar. I was like, oh, my God. Is it, you, you know, it wasn't complete. It was only about one-third of the bridge, but mm-hmm. with the chair sitting out in the middle, you could kind of, you know, uh, yeah, the if you know what chair. Star Trek is, <laughs> you can kind of tell what you I can fill these gaps in. I can fill these gaps in. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, from that day on, I signed up. So I'm like, yeah, I, I can do this. I, you know, I want to do Star Trek. I, I enjoy making these movies. Uh, I come from 20 years' experience in the concert business as a lighting designer. Mm-hmm. So making movies is a little bit different. I mean, the aspect of, you know, you're still painting with light, as I like mm-hmm. to call yes. it. Mm-hmm. But it's different. You know, it's it's not the concert live thing. It's making a movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, the principles are the same, but still it's got a little you know a lot of differences in it. But that's my specialty here. At Starbase Studios, is um, I have my own gear and I'm willing to help out and be the gaffer, you know, for anybody that mm-hmm. comes in and wants to shoot something here. Well, if you think about the old original series, lighting and color was so important and so iconic to that show. When you would see the way that they would light certain parts of the set, the way they would light certain people, and then of course the colors that you would see everywhere. Oh yes, um, it, was, it was just so much different than what you see nowadays in anything, any kind of version of Star Trek. Yeah, uh, Technicolor was just getting started, yeah. mm-hmm. so that's why they used Star Trek to be one of the big you know, jumping in points. So. 
red, blue, and yellow shirts. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was oh, yes. just, and the buttons, orange and blues. And I mean, they were, it was an incredibly colorful set compared to the lens flare that you see in the movies. <laughs> no comment. Now, why are you going to make fun of lens flare when instead you've got the beige future of the next generation? There is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't talk about the next That's generation. Right. Like oh, that. of tomorrow. It really does, it does contribute to your interpretation of the overall show, like the color versus the beige, you know, monochrome. I, I think it, it, it influences the overall mood. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, agree. I, agree. I mean, it's on, yeah. it's on purpose. There, we could. There's our there uncontroversial <laughs> statement. It influences the mood. Just yeah. bringing all the just for the together. record, the next generation and Deep Space Nine are my the Star Trek well, shows. See, and I, am, no, I really okay. don't have to talk about yeah. this fight. I am, it's, I am very. We very forgive you. <laughs> and also, it also, I, I think it helps that it's also your your, your age as well because you know your yeah. our kids are going to know nothing. My son has known nothing but. The, the new movies. The movies. Um, you know, my son was born in 2006, so he was born after the final series ended, right. the, the, after Enterprise ended. So he has no knowledge of a television series. He only knows the movies, um, Star Trek and, and Into Darkness and, and eventually beyond. That's, that's all he's going to know. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what was running at the time of, when mm-hmm. I was that's growing what I was saying, up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is why I'm a fan of the originals. I mean, I'm 51, so mm-hmm. I was, you know, Two or three and 66 when it came on. So I remember a couple of episodes, bits and pieces of looking through the jail bars, as I called the playpen. You know, <laughs> right but, you know, so I watched it with my mom, and I've always been a fan of the original. Yeah, but also growing up in the reruns, because for those of us who were born in the early to early, early 60s to early 70s, there were no, there was nothing but the original series and the animated series until the movie in what, 78, 79? 79. So. Um, so for, for, for us, anyone who grew up in the seventies, all we had was that original series. Yep. So again, just kind of the opposite of what our kids are going through. That's all we had to look back to. So we watched it on whenever, whenever it would come on reruns after school. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the time was watching it on reruns and loved it. Um, then when, when in 87, when the, when the new series came out, when the next That's generation came out. That's when I was born. Out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we for that trip old lane, yes. <laughs> Um, but it then, and then, so, I mean, every generation's got their Star Trek. Well, that's the beauty of Star Trek, that every generation does still have their Star Trek, whether, yep. even though it has changed a lot, at least it's still around. 50 years later, we're still talking about it. It's kind of like Doctor Who. Everyone has their Doctor. Everyone has their Star sure. Trek yep. series. So. But there are many shows. Yeah, there are many shows that came out in the same time as Star Trek in 1966 that have been completely forgotten. Yeah, we're, that we're not talking and about. And Star Trek could have been that way too. Mm. Uh, had it not been for passionate fans um, setting up conventions, had it not been for, which you know, eventually brought back the movies. Of course, I, I also think Star Wars might have had a, an impact on that when Paramount looked and said, oh look, Star Wars made a lot of money. Hey, we don't we have a star something? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go to the star section of the Go to the star, star, star. Hey, look, there's a Star Trek. We own something. Yeah, and then it's, it's, I mean, a lot of people will argue that that's what brought it back, but it, I think it was mostly the fans. And it's the fans that are going to see uh, Starbase Studios that are excited about seeing this old series. That's definitely, I'll agree with that, because uh, it is fairly well known that the original series was brought back to TV because of fan letters being sent in. And my 
feminist side is going to come out. Mostly women writing in and wanting to see these strong female characters that were portrayed in the series uh, to come back. And so fandom is, that's really the first example of fandom really having a push in a big company like that. So uh, that's one of the reasons I really like, like once I grew up with Star Trek, but then once I learned the history of the older series, it really made me fall in love with it because it does have a strong fandom base and it, still does today well yeah and the stories that you hear about the conventions um i think the story that i heard that in 1975 74 75 they decided in new york hey let's put together a star trek convention everyone went what okay yeah we'll just get a convention of fans together i'm sure a few people will show Show up up. and thousands (laughs) showed up and and of course the next year it doubled and the next year it doubled even more and then you know and eventually it's like okay we've got to do something about this apparently apparently there's people who want to see this show apparently people like this we may be leaving money on the table (laughs) yeah never leave it for paramount to not put you know make money certainly but uh i I think that that's really bad and that's why i love the idea of the starbase studios is that the kind of people you have coming in mostly yeah yeah most of the people that come in are really passionate about about star trek Mm -hmm. Well, you'd have to to do fan <laughs> anything, you fandom, think. Uh, yeah. fan art, any sort of fan media. I mean, those are some passionate people that put a lot, a lot, a lot of time into these things. Trust I mean, me, we know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <like> you <laughs> have to be a super fan to do these things. <laughs> That's, I wanted to Scott. So, so you, so you got this original set. Did you then? Did you guys just build the rest of the sets, or did, how did how did the rest of it come about? Yeah, we took dimensions and pictures and tried to figure because you know in Star Trek there are no right angles. Period. Everything mm-hmm. is either forty three point two or seventy nine point six. So it's it was I a very about interesting. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it was a very interesting build. It was like I was saying before. We got about a third of it. And we had nothing on the port side or the left side of the captain's chair. So we took measurements from the right side and reconstructed, you know, to the best that we could. Because Richard and I definitely are not carpenters, but I know the business end of a hammer and I know how to mm-hmm. use the tape measure. So <laughs> but it, it, it took us, what, two, two and a half, three years to get it to where. Oh, wow. It was, you know, where we're at now, where you can actually shoot on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the full 360. We are the only 360 degree bridge in the continental United States. There are two more with two other productions on the East Coast, but we're the only 360 to where you can actually see the screen. If you're sitting in the chair, you can see the screen on, you can see the science officer on the right, and you can see. That is correct. Everybody's in the left. The engineer, I guess. Scotty. Scotty, the engineer, that was the engineering section on the left. When you're on the bridge, you're on the bridge. It's. Yeah, you're all around f- you. fully encompassed. <laughs> Just don't look up. Where are you guys located? <laughs> um, Down on the south side, uh, just off of Southwest 29th in May. Okay. That would be so much fun. So, and anybody yeah. that's interested in wanting to come down and take a look at it, you, know, you can contact us through our website. Once again, starbasestudios.net. Yeah, we are always hosting private tours. People get together, groups of friends or family, and just coming down and geeking out. <laughs> So tell me about the logistics of actually shooting a film. Uh, so you have some, or a lot, of lighting and lighting expertise. Are they... A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, do they... Are there cameras, or do they have to bring their own cameras? Or how... how say, I've got a script. I'm, yeah, I've got script. I've got costumes. I've got actors. I'm ready to go. What else do I need to bring with me to shoot okay. at Starbase? We have a few people that you know shoot with us now that are willing to 
loan out some of the equipment that they use. Oh, so that's awesome. Wow. It, it depends, you know, like timing and if, it, you mm -hmm. know, uh, equipment's available and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, mostly you would probably need to bring your own camera with you. Yeah, it's but, pretty much like any other studio. Do you, you know, we provide the sets, but all the shows bring their own crews, their own yeah, equipment. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we help people find equipment that's coming in from out of state or if they need to borrow something. But, uh, you know, usually they have all that stuff together before they come here. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. yes. I'm just imagining if there was a property. I mean, I would never think I'm going to go make a Star Trek fan film because I wouldn't know what to do with the bridge. But right. you say, oh, we've got a bridge set. I'm like, all right, I'm two-thirds of the way That's there. Right. I have never held a camera, but I am two-thirds of the way to the fan film. <laughs> That's what uh, Google's for. What, the, what, what else do I need to bring <laughs> along, you know? That didn't stop us. So. That's right. <laughs> And we're so glad. And that's, that's, what you that's what you delegate for. That's, that's, that's delegation. Right. You find someone who shoot, can shoot on a camera. Yeah, you call yourself producer. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you oh. get a fancy chair. No one knows what you actually do. And a clipboard. Uh, credit me. So you mentioned that you have people come from all over. Uh, you know, what's the furthest you've you've had someone travel to to come make a Star Trek film? Oh uh, well, for our last open house this last October, we had a lady come up from. Brazil, was it? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. Uh, That's amazing. We've got a group from Germany who's wanting to film later this year. Uh, I've been contracted for, by a group from uh, Newfoundland uh, that we're waiting to see for okay. film. So there's just, you know, there are not very many places in the world you can go do this. No. no. Star Trek diplomacy. I love it. That's right. Now, do you, does this, I just did ask one to know because we're talking about filming. Is the set movable? Because although a 360 set is nice, there are times when you would want your cameras further back to be able to just shake so, the just shake the camera when the torpedoes hit. Uh, That's it. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I don't mean movable as in you no, can shake I it. I mean but like like you could pull out the screen so that you could maybe shoot from the, the you, screen angle and when we put it brought it to this place from El Reno and put it back together, we did put it together so you could pull out sections like that's, they that's did what in I the mean, past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we've never done it. And it doing it the first time is going to be yeah, a big pain. So we're hoping we don't ever have to do it. <laughs> well, one, one, I can see one problem with that is it would be if we're doing that on a shoot day, then you're going to come in and want to pull out a section, which is going to, you know, we'll shut down the production for the rest of the day so we can get the set changed. And with people, you know, coming in from across the country, because not everybody that shoots here is local, you got to then extend your shoot week or, you know, however many days you're going to be here. So we, we try not to do that. But it is a possibility if we have so it's, you have can, to. but more than likely the director is going to go uh, time. I, I don't have time to shoot to wait for you to move right. that. Okay. Yeah, so you okay. two people stand closer together because our shots obviously not going to be as wide as what I wanted. Right. So you know, back in the '60s, all the gear and everything I had was huge compared to what we have now. Oh, yeah. So you can get yeah, around. You shoot things on an iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it's a lot easier to get in there and, and film than it would have been previously. Just put a wide angle lens on the. It'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now you said you've got a sick bay, and you've got uh, almost a transporter. And how long? How long do you think? Before, I mean, just a guesstimate. How long do you think before you guys get that transporter finished? Uh, we've already been filming on it. Oh, okay. It's oh. Not, yeah, the whole room isn't complete, but there's enough of it that we've been filming. That's amazing. So, so sick bay transporter bridge, and did you say anything else? Was that was that the three? That's all we have okay. at the moment. Okay. Uh, in the future, we intend to add uh, a briefing room, which can oh. also dover, double as like the captain's quarters mm -hmm. or a cargo bay or the mess hall, that kind of thing. And uh, we're going to put in at least a piece of engineering, at least probably one wall of engineering because we're running out of space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
had you ever thought about? I mean, so you so you could make maybe make one of them. The the if you did a conference room, could you make that into like a captain's quarters or a you know an, or just quarters, crew quarters? Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's what we'll end up doing is you know building the more or less the briefing room because that's the big set, and then we'll redress just, it. Yes, yeah, change know, the set dressing. Yeah, you can just make it. Change Three a little different this, rooms. <laughs> paint it with a little bit of different color light and uh, call it the captain's quarters. There you go. There you go. That's just and what, uh, what is, have you thought about the fact that, you know, of course, used to be to do special effects, you had to get models, and now with computers, you can, you can have a complete battle and edit in these computer animated special effects that you could do so much easier now than you could back then. So it's got to be a lot easier for you. Oh, yeah, much. <laughs> well, we have, you know, once again, we go back to our volunteers and say, hey, you know, who in the group needs, you know, wants to learn how to do CGI or do you already know, which is even making it better. <laughs> so and then we'll have, you know, people come in and volunteer like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. And we, you know, uh, Richard with Grissom, we've got, uh, what's his name, the sound guy that's, the composer that's writing music specifically oh. for Grissom. Oh, oh that's awesome. that is really yeah. I want that soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I want that soundtrack. I don't know who Matthew that is. Matthew Kessler. I think Matthew his last name Kessler. Is. Yeah, he is writing original music for uh, Grissom. Oh, that is awesome. very cool. Uh, yeah, I want that soundtrack. He's I local. I don't recognize the name. Is he local? Yes, he is local. Very cool. Why is it named Grissom? Uh, when we were brainstorming on the first episode we just realized we needed to come up with a name to be able to finish the script <laughs> cool and that i don't i don't know if there's any reason we just kind of picked that one they one of the teachers that suggested it and then i really you know then uh i knew that you know they had a grissom in star trek three i think it was you know, there was a Grissom there, so we okay. decided there's already it's already established in the Star Trek world. Gotcha. There is a USS Grissom, yeah, and it, it's named after Gus Grissom, who of course was killed in the Apollo Boom. accident in 1968. Yeah, no, yes. Yes. I want to say but I, that might be wrong, or it might have been 67. But That's yes, <laughs> um, yes, Gus Grissom. <laughs> well, somewhere in this hodgepodge of both historical and pop culture sure. knowledge that I have <laughs> lovingly uh, assembled, yeah. And <laughs> That's that's a great way to be able to teach history. And of course, it's, uh, Star Trek was always, you know, shooting back to its old, even during the 60s, um, you know, they even had time travel back to the, that, to its own time period. In the present hey, let's do time travel to these sets that we have just next door. It's just a smart use of your money, guys. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's right. <laughs> Um, so you, you talked about volunteers. What do your volunteers do? Um, you said mentioned music, but what else do they do? And as far as we've got some listenership, what holes do you need filled? Maybe yes. we've yeah. got somebody out there who will be contacting you. Oh, um, well, one thing we're always looking for are builders. Anybody mm -hmm. that's better at construction than I am is really <laughs> welcome. Uh, pretty much just, you know, just about anything you think you could contribute to a studio or to a production, we can probably use you. So, I mean, uh, set construction, making props, uh, helping with filming, 
you know, assisting somebody else that's you know doing yeah. that stuff. Yeah, if you want to come down and be a PA and run and get coffee for people, I mean, you know, hey, I might know. be willing to do that. I just <laughs> like that. Just I have film crew. I, held, I held a mean boom mic. Right. Yeah. And yeah, hey, there are certain boom techniques where you have to like hold a like crazy person. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. got to have monkey you, arms. Yeah, you do, you do have to have some serious strength in your arms. You know, it's doing a studio or doing a production like you were talking about earlier. It's it's not just filming. It's uh, mm-hmm. just like every craft you can think of. There's arts and crafts, and there's electronics and electrical and computers. So if you know, we could use help in pretty much every one of those categories. And they can actually volunteer. There's a volunteer button. I saw on there is on, on the their website. website. There's a volunteer button. There's a small page explaining what the volunteers do. Um, so you can contact so us. Cool. Uh, there's contact us through the contact link on the website. So you got a couple people in mind already. You know who you are. <laughs> That's right. And how does, so how does that work? They, they click on the button and they just kind of give you their information. And then you just contact like they're on an email list. Hey, we're looking for X, and is that is that I'm just I'm just guessing. Is that how that works? Yeah. Well, the the contact list is just the emails that come to me. So they'll be emailing me directly, and I get back with everybody that emails 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 me. <laughs> it's new. That's awesome. Email. That was. E- yes. It wasn't a great joke. I'm so, sorry. No. Emails. <laughs> so about how many. Crew, I mean, about how many people does it take to do this to to, to make a, a short Star Trek film? Like, like on a, average, like Starship Grissom. Yeah, uh, between the crew or actors and crew. Uh, uh, just the people that you bring to the to the. We endeavor. probably when we do a, a bridge scene with all the crew and cast, there's probably fifteen or so. Yeah, fifteen, 15, to, 15 to twenty people mm-hmm. at a time usually. Yeah. And then sometimes we have, you know, another crew there filming behind the scenes, so we can you know get some behind the scenes video stuff up on the on the while the regular shoots going on. So then that doubles the people that we've got there. So I tell you, a few weeks ago we had a there's a a PBS show called Beyond Geek that came down and did an episode about us, and they were filming while we had our behind the scenes crew filming (laughs) us, and we we literally had seven cameras rolling most of the day. The behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. So meta. Was, <laughs> that was a crowded day. Uh, there was cameras going around about halfway around the bridge arc while we were trying to oh, film. That, that is so crazy. much fun, though. <clears throat> and you said it's called Beyond Geek on Yeah, PBS? Beyond Geek is on PBS, and our episode is supposed to film sometime this fall. Yeah, uh, it airs, what, Friday nights here on Channel 13 at 10 o'clock? I believe okay. yeah. oh, yeah, I missed that's that. That's when they're running now. I don't know. I know. I Especially since I did a geek thing on OETA right? back about two years ago with Chase, and, and nothing ever came of that. But for shame, I know. No, I don't know. I maybe know. you'll be. Maybe you'll show up. There there's we go. The, there's so, a little plug for Joe. So so it's gonna. So it's supposed to air this this fall. This fall. Yes. This fall is what the time. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. I'll have to watch this beyond the beyond geek anyway. Well, hopefully, yeah. we'll, we should probably get a heads up when it's gonna come out, and of course we'll be blasting it on our. Hey, oh, hey make sure you check out. You know, oh sure. Yeah, for this sure. Friday and. You guys don't have a Twitter account, though. Is that right? I don't do I was Twitter. So trying to look for a Twitter account, I didn't see a Twitter account. Just it's just no, Facebook. Uh, our captain, I think, started one for us, but Twitter's just still kind of beyond me. <laughs> so I it's I just like Facebook, yet. but you just talk about it's your nothing food. like Facebook. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> See, I couldn't get so onto Facebook until I got to the point where I had to start promoting the studio. Yeah, yeah And then I finally learned Facebook. And that's, well, that's what I like about uh, Twitter is it, it's, it's just a quick way to, uh, to advertise. It's more streamlined. I'll yeah. give you that. It's just, you know, you just say something in 140 characters. You don't go into, you don't get involved in, you know, putting up too much. You just say right out, hey, we're shooting this. Hey, this is coming out. Hey, work day today, 1.30, yeah. be there. Yeah, we need volunteers now. Yes. And I just think Twitter is the best way to, to, a fast way to do that. But anyway, something to think about. Uh, <laughs> if you do get a Twitter, let us know. We'll make sure and advertise it like crazy here at Okie Geek Podcast. What about, now I understand that you got the, the Starship Grissom. Is there another film that's coming up to shoot there soon did, did i hear something about that did you Valiant say that? was finished their first episode is finished okay. uh there's another show federation files yes yes federation there files uh films in a couple of weeks uh yeah they'll be here for four days shooting a their upcoming episode i can't think of the name of it though but that's yeah and then i mean throughout the year i said there's a bunch of films that are already scheduling uh and this being the you know, star trek 50th anniversary mm -hmm. this year is getting really busy i do want to talk about that it is the 50th anniversary a lot of people don't realize that star trek's been around since 1966 <clears throat> when it first aired what are you guys thoughts about the longevity of star trek and and just the fact that it's been around for half a century it's it amazes me how it just you know People such as myself have such a passion for this thing. And as we were talking about earlier, you know, it was all fan-driven from when it went to syndication, and it's still going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we're, you know, CBS is talking about coming out with a brand-new Star Trek 2017. So, and you know, there's, there's still enough interest in it to want to have them go to that level and create it. So hopefully, you know, they're going to have some fan support behind it. And we'll see what all happens with if they want to stream it online. So, okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> now, we've talked about how CBS would make a big mistake by just... Our side eye for that business plan is well established. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. But um, I, I, I love the idea of a new series. Um, and, you know, because Star Trek dealt with a lot of philosophical issues the original series did right um and you can't really do that in a two-hour movie because it's just i just think it it people want the action adventure but going back to a series maybe we could go back to that that idea of you know high what do we call it what do you call science fiction that's it's really more of a philosophy and, and mental you know it science fiction <laughs> as opposed to science fantasy science fantasy there you go <laughs> i was thinking something else but or yes. space opera like space opera is the right. high adventure stuff i mean wh when i when i hear science fiction i assume a star trek bent where we're going to be dealing with a philosophical issue or i mean as opposed to hard science fiction where all the science actually has to work and who has the energy <laughs> the Martian. That's who has the energy. Right. And um, I, yeah, I don't want to say that movies don't work for that because you know you've, you've also got Blade Runner that, that dealt a lot with the philosophical issues of um, which, of course, that was Philip K. Dick. Do sure. And the first couple Vulcan of Star Trek movies. Yes, I mean, and yes, they're not Star necessarily Six. fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Star Trek: The Motion Picture could have a chunk cut out of the middle. Sure. You know, a few a few less mm -hmm. loving cameras down the side of the ship. You know, that kind of stuff. But of course, but you mean, realize that's because the motion picture these. was uh, an episode was a Star Trek episode that had been written for Gene, that Gene Roddenberry had written for Stretch. the show. And yes, and they, they'd had to take an hour long, or actually I guess a 50 minute episode, 
and stretch it into an hour and a half to two hours. And that's why you have these long trips around the Enterprise. That's why you have this long trip through V'ger. It's because they had to fill time. It was actually supposed to be the pilot for a new series, and they ended up turning it into a movie. And so that's why. So just in case you're ever wondering. And yes, that's why it also dealt with the philosophical issue. Of course, it was kind of a, it was, the only thing I had a problem with the motion picture, personally, was the fact that it was the story of Nomad, which was from the original series, yep. just as a repeat. Yeah. Um, so it was a little disappointing there. But I, uh, as, as far as it just you know being that kind of a storyline, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed the motion picture. And now it becomes, to me, I do. And it becomes now more of a, um, you, you look back at it, it's become this, this um, nostalgia. Yeah. Um, which, which you can't always say about some shows. But I think for the motion picture, I'll turn it on and go, oh, wait a minute, I remember this. There's a, there's a sense of nostalgia there, at least. Right. Um, that I enjoy about it. The costumes are <laughs> kind of questionable. Yeah. yeah. Well, still, you got to remember, too, it's like when the movie first came out, you know, in 79, we hadn't had any Star Trek for uh, quite a few years yeah. until Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, and Scotty, and Uhura, and everybody was like, oh my God, you know, and then we got a movie. So, you know, I, I think that kind of helped some yeah. of it, too. And then, of course, in 82, when uh, Wrath of Khan pretty much. Mm-hmm. To me, Wrath of Khan is the. the, the it's the sequel that breaks the rule. Yeah. You know, they usually sequels don't always work. And that was the one where, I mean, the, the, it was night and day between the original, the motion picture and what wrath of Khan was. And it, it basically brought star Trek back into the, to the modern age. I thought, yeah, I would agree. Well, Ricardo Montalban, you know, mm-hmm. reprising his role as Khan from the, you know, from the original series is like, yeah, it's one of the better star Treks, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And you had better special effects by that time you had, um, of course, this was after Empire, so I mean, by that time you really had solidified good special effects, um, and and at the time I think that was pretty groundbreaking special effects. I think Star Trek's always been kind of groundbreaking special effects, even if you look at the old '66 series. Um, the, it, but what they had done in '82, I think it had been pretty pretty groundbreaking at the time. I feel like the thing that's going to spin the top on it as a property after 50 years is. We don't have a lot of utopias in in our fiction no, right now. Like this, right. we've we've had kind of a, a collective love affair with um, post apocalyptic for a minute now. Right, and uh, I'm good. Like we can go ahead and move on. <laughs> and if I can move on into this dystopian future, is I think played right yeah, its we've, course. We've yeah. done it. Um, so a you know like a a workable utopia where it's not. It was never perfect. I mean, you know, um, in well, original series. Like they still, there were still a couple of uh, of empires that they that they just couldn't make friends with, no matter you no matter what they did. So you still had your conflict. Yeah, um, but it was very much you know this very humanist. Like we're gonna we're gonna fix it. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna mm-hmm. you know together. Um, yeah, that's not. You have a lot of ensemble TV shows. This is the reason that the that the series might work better than yes. in movies. You have a lot more ensemble TV shows where it's that kind of pulled together as a team surrogate family thing, but they're not necessarily, you know, the utopian future is not a thing that we have been served up in great quantities of late. No, it's hard, it would hard, be hard to do that in a two-hour movie, but hopefully a series can bring that back. Maybe if it was, I, of course, we know nothing about this series. So maybe if it was more of a star... We know Brian Fuller is the showrunner. Yes. Do we really? Okay. Yes. And That's, Brian Fuller it did... It is confirmed. Pushing Daisies, Wonderfalls, Dead oh, Like yes. Me. Um, 
Hannibal. I love his stuff. He's done some great stuff. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. I see. That's why I think if it was I, more I of a Starfleet Academy. Yeah, I don't. That's <laughs> Brian Fuller has done amazing stuff. I'm not exactly sure what you will see of Brian Fuller's that makes you go, you know, that guy should be doing Star Trek. That is a conf- Maybe I'm prepared to be pleasantly surprised, but I was like, huh. It basically sums up my response. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you could do that if you did something like a Starfleet Academy where you could show um, the, the utopian ideal that Gene Roddenberry tried to push. Although, yes, there were empires that you couldn't deal with. Earth itself, the Terrans, were actually living in peace, and there was no um, power groups. There was, it was, everyone lived together in peace and harmony. Now they had to go out in the space and deal with Klingons and Romulans and Tholians and that kind of stuff. But, sure, but the basic concept is, let's go explore stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, you're going to run into trouble, and yes, you're going to run into... The, you know, these other groups, but the basic concept was, you know, five-year mission, go look for new cool and stuff. And you could go, and, and you could go and explore because the earth isn't going to be destroyed in a nuclear right. war. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's anthropology in space. Yeah. That's, that's how it was sold to me. And it's being an anthropologist. I was like, oh, oh, oh I get that. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I yeah. You got a new movie coming out. Um, for the 50th anniversary. Uh, what, I guess, first off, what do you guys think of the reboot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for popcorn, smash them up, bang, bang, you know, mm-hmm. in the theater. But as far as, you know, for me, mm-hmm. it's not my Star Trek. But, you know, hey, I'll support it. You know, I, do, I won't, you know. Mm. Yeah, it is Star Trek. Uh, Larry <laughs> Nemechek, uh, it, if you know, I've heard of him, they, everybody calls him Doctor Trek. He's from Norman, I think, wasn't he? I think they so. have met Larry. And, yes. Yeah, and he yeah. he got hired to work on a D, on not DS Nine, uh, Next Generation. So, uh, but he always says that the new movies are like the best gateway drug to get the young people hooked on Star Trek. So. They really well, they are. Have their place. <laughs> I, they I, do I agree. Have their place. They do, and that's one of the things that I really love about Star Trek fans is, like, it doesn't matter if what Star Trek you like, as long as you like Star Trek. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, even if you like the new movies, that's great. I personally, I really like them. I mean, I'm easy to please as far as that goes. But uh, but if you don't like them, you know what, that's fine. There's a Star Trek for you somewhere. There you go. <laughs> that's where you try. I was going to say earlier, that's really the joy of, like, the streaming era is that? I mean, you're saying you're right. your, you're absolutely right. Your son doesn't know another Star Trek, and I'm like, look, my, mine has seen the J.J. Abrams reboot, but he's seen way more of the original series because it's it's right there. Both Netflix and Hulu have yeah. every mm-hmm. episode from the original series all the way up to Enterprise, which is amazing. Yeah, we use a lot of that for referencing stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Right. You yeah. 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 A still shot of the corridor. What color do we paint this? And so, StarTrek.com yeah. always keeps a few of episodes on uh, that you can stream for free all the mm-hmm. time. They'll switch up. They'll just switch oh, uh, switch episodes all the time, which you can always get on there and watch for free. Yeah, I've actually thought about it. It'd be fun to sit down. My wife uh, is a huge Star Trek fan as well. In fact, actually, when I first met her, she brought out her 1978 Starfleet uh, technical manual. Of, and it was and I went, amazing. Oh, you are my next one. <laughs> marry me. <laughs> Please marry me. Um, so I, I, was, I was thinking it'd be kind of fun to go and watch every episode all from the original series all the way up through Enterprise, which would take 
50 years? Would, well, no. I mean, <laughs> the, the beauty of streaming is you, could, there, so. you could easily watch. A couple you know. weeks. Yeah, yeah. I would at least, Solid I would take hours. quite a while. for. But, to, but you know, I've also sat down and watched all 50 years of Doctor Who. Yeah. So oh. I'm not beyond doing that. You're one of the stick-to-it people, though. Yeah, he yes. fin- Michael finishes. So, like, yeah, so, so I'm think, I was actually thinking about putting a podcast together where my wife and I watch you know, each individual episode. Somebody... Uh, produced a schedule i posted on one of my facebook pages uh, for uh it's a schedule to watch every episode of star trek this year to have you all ready to go to the new the new series in january somebody's already planned that out for you (laughs) you start now you'll only get done by december 12th yeah i Yeah, I, I think you had had to start before the beginning of the year to get to the I whole think schedule so. it, I, it, it, it would take you a while and of course i mean of course we're, we, we right now my wife and i are watching game of thrones we've gotten to season four halfway through season four yeah, we only started two weeks busting ago busting through it so i mean it's possible to get through all these and it would just be Speaking neat for me i think it would just be neat to watch the the progression um, because it did, you could see the progression from 1966 to 2004 in the way Star Trek changed in its writing and its, its special effects. Um, it'd just be interesting to see that kind of growth and how, how it changed. But uh, so, so are you guys going to go see? Have you seen the trailer for be, uh, Star Trek Beyond? I believe it's called Star Trek Beyond. I've seen the trailer. What did you think? I still haven't seen the trailer. I haven't uh, either. When did that come You're out? Not missing much. Right, right. Uh, two or three. It's months. Much. It's been months. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's got Beastie Boys in it. Um, what? Yay! No, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Of course, you know Simon Pegg came right on the next day and started claiming hey, that's not how the movie is. So I, I, I am I, still optimistic. There are a lot of people who I I liked the trailer for what it was a trailer, <clears throat> um, and the fact that it didn't give away anything. Which how many times have we all seen trailers yeah. and gone? I've seen the movie now. Well, I'm done. Yeah, 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 totally. Good, good. Thanks for shooting that two-hour movie down into two and a half minutes. Um, But I I, I still don't know anything about it. Um, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I like the fact that they're not around Earth. Mm -hmm. They've started their five-year mission, which, by the way, they have started in the comic books, too. Which I've noticed that that tends to be... That's starting to be a trend now in the movie industry is not giving you any information. They did the same thing with Star Wars. They did. Well, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, no, like, I don't want to know. Like, that's the point. That is the way so it should I, be. Exactly, and I'm glad they're picking up on that. Yeah. Well, of course, a lot of the time, what you get in the trailer is just the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. There's not anything yeah. there. It's just a bunch or of the, All the good parts are in the trailer, yeah. and you're just like, why did I go see this movie? Yeah, well, the worst part is when you see a comedy, and the, the funniest bits are in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the oh, five good God. jokes in the trailer. Happens, yeah. But I think um, I, I'm, I'm excited about it, again, because it is a five-year mission. They are no longer surrendered. The first two movies were so Earth-centric that it's like, Star Trek, get away. That was the whole point. <laughs> Go out and explore. And this, it's brand new. It's a, it's a place they've never been. The whole idea, I guess, from what I understand, from is that it's where they've never, they've, they have gone where they've never gone before. Yeah, beyond. Yeah. So at least, you know, at least it's something. Now, of course, it's still going to be action adventure. I doubt it'll be, you know, um, too philosophical because it's, well, it's not J.J. Abrams. I don't know. It'd be really interesting. Okay. I said before that I really liked the Star Trek reboot because I wasn't going to get any more Star Wars. Now that I am getting Star Wars, Mm -hmm. go ahead and do an actual Star Trek movie. 
where it's more than just you know blowing things up. We have and, your permission. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my desire. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is what I want. I mean, I as long as I wasn't going to keep getting new Star Wars, I was like, okay, fine. Make Star Trek into Star Wars for me. That's fine because I'm not getting either one, so I might as well get one, no matter what you call it. But now, I'm obviously going to get Star Wars until. Um, I'm a ghost sitting in the theater oh, yeah. 1,000 years after my <laughs> own death. My, my great-great-grandchildren will yeah. get Star Wars movies, yes. Um, so, yeah, it'd be <laughs> really nice to see a swing back towards a more cerebral, uh, sci- like, actual science fiction stance. Which is certainly possible. Yeah. We haven't seen any more trailers. And, again, the whole idea of a trailer is to get butts in the seat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that. Um, and, that's, that's, and I think they got that, I think they got that done for their very first trailer. So um, could be good. I, I, so I'm I'm still optimistic. So sure. I will well, go see it. And that's because I you're a Star Trek fan. I haven't seen Into Darkness yet. So. Uh, not, have you really? Not, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh is my god, he's fantastic. It's not that he's, I've been avoiding it; it just hasn't happened yet. Just, he's, he's, he's worth seeing just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, he the guy can sit better. there and read the yellow he's pages as far as anything. I'm concerned. Yeah. And, but and that's not, not because I'm a single lady. And I enjoy. Not only. It's not. Wait, Nikki. It's not because you're a what? Single lady. You heard it right here on the Oakley Geek Podcast. That's right. <laughs> she can be found if you at, have at Metro <laughs> Robinson. If you have high cheekbones, a weird name, and an English accent. <laughs> Contact us at, at, at Metro Robinson. Robinson. Richard, we need to She's get a hold of blushing and fanning. <laughs> ah, there we go. We got the guy just Oh, you oh there it goes. Sweet. Welcome to the Okie Geek Podcast Matchmaker. <laughs> Love connections made right here on Okie Geek. We just right. found a new All use right. for the studio. <laughs> and Nikki's. We're going to have StarCat Geek enough. Singles Night. Right. <laughs> okay. Star Trek meetup. Um, have you guys done anything else? <laughs> do you guys do anything else at the studios that besides just, uh, you said you'd have private parties. Uh, I mean, are there ever or tours? Inside? You have tours. Could we do a private party? Yeah, there? could we have a birthday? You could have a party as long as you can just low key. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're gonna realize they are just sets. They they don't stand up we to a lot of events. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, so, not a kids um, party. No, no, yeah, no. Right. Uh, Reasonable grown up. Romulan yeah. ale will we've, not be. We've served had like during, you know, bachelor parties come and go through, and then they go somewhere else and right. do their drinking and stuff like that. We do that. Uh, uh, so we funny. have a woman coming in, or a couple, I should say, couldn't be single. They're gonna do their uh, vow, renew their vows. Aww. Right on. Um, well, they're gonna boldly go together. It's mm-hmm. We have schools right. come in and do field trips. You know, bring sure. classes in. Their like their video classes or their art classes have come in and. Uh, uh, I think there's something else I was about to say, and it just went blank. Oh, I understand <laughs> that. We do that all the time. Yeah. Then we just stare at each other. <laughs> no, no, Whatever. That's, that's fantastic. So you could conceivably do like a like a tour or a or a, yeah, or a Star Trek theme gathering kind of thing. You know, this Star- isn't no Trekkies don't gather. Theme. They don't gather. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're known for their conventions. It was a joke. Never mind. Uh, but you know, for tours, or like you said, when doing tours, we do those almost on a weekly basis. So we have people all the time calling us up, just wanting to come in, take pictures. I'm going. Sit in the big chair. Yeah, that was (laughs) my, I mean, like I said, you made my husband's. I think that's, that would be a dream. Now, do people, uh, so, so when people want to go on a tour, do they just call you up and set a time or are there set certain set times for tours? No, just whatever, you know, if we're available, we'll be there and let you in. Get in touch with us. If we're able to come down that day, 
Yeah, easiest way to get in touch with us is the uh, contact page on the website at Mm -hmm. StarbaseStudios.net or on Facebook. You can send us a message. Right, there's a contact button and and volunteer button, so you can just go to StarbaseStudios.net. Correct. To find that. Find find us on Facebook, Starbase Studios. Starbase Studios. Right, and about how far out are you scheduling filming? Like, How booked are you? Yeah, how... If I want to make a movie... And I've got my script and I'm set, ready to go. About how long are we talking, like, scheduling out right now? Because I know you guys well, are... Well, like, as long up. as we're available, we can do it any time. Okay. So, yeah, like, if you were ready today, then we could, you know... So it's just a matter, it a matter of whether no one else is shooting. Yeah, that's right. Hold on, yeah, I got my iPhone. Let's right, go. let's do yeah. this. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. But, you yeah, know, then people sometimes will schedule several months in advance okay. just to make sure they have the dates. So. Oh, yeah, we have people on the books for this year now. Um, we have a shoot coming up first weekend in March. We have uh, another group from upstate New York and Vermont that'll be here in August, like 5th through 10th. Um, that's awesome. Is there a place where people can see some of the stuff that's been filmed? Yeah. Like on YouTube or? Not, not yet, no. The only show, as Richard was saying earlier, the only show that is shot with us or at Starbase Studios so far is Starship Valiant. And that came out about a year ago. They are on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Are, okay. That's in, that episode is entitled Legacy, which is more or less a twenty-minute vignette to introduce you to the characters and that's you know on that specific ship and you know kind of introduce you to the different people because it's not Kirk, it's not Spock, it's not McCoy, mm-hmm. it's not the Enterprise. It's a different ship, but we're still based in the original series universe, timeline. Universe. So, um, is the easiest way to find you on YouTube just go through StarbaseStudios.net or is it Starbase Studios channel. Do you guys have a YouTube, YouTube channel? channel? Yeah, there's a YouTube page. It's got uh, some behind-the-scenes footage and stuff on the oh, YouTube cool. page okay. so you can see. Very cool. So uh, they could just search Starbase yeah. Studios on YouTube and probably... Yeah, or on the website, right. on the bottom right corner of every page is a YouTube link. Nice. Uh, the top, cor- top right corner is a link to the calendar so you can see uh, what dates are available for filming and what's open. And that link, YouTube link also has a Facebook link as well. Right, right next to it. So yeah, the Facebook the is there. Yeah, the Google Plus page is there. there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it earlier, so that's why. I okay. <laughs> yeah, the, nice. Yeah, I did too. The Rise of Social Network link is on there. So. That's right. See, that's why I got to get Twitter. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to add Twitter too. <laughs> Fantastic. Anything well, else going on, guys? Twitter. Not a whole um, lot. Just trying to gear up for you know this next shoot that we have coming up. Got a lot of touching up and you know things to paint and a couple of buttons to put back on. And <laughs> And go out and check out Starbase Studios. Go tour it. That yeah. just would be amazing. The chance, and you can actually sit in the chair. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, we we encourage that. <sighs> Got to sit in the big chair. Come out and check us out anytime. So I sense a field trip in our future. I think yes, so. I think yep, I think so. Uh, we're having an open house come oh. up, and uh, well, there's one called Promenadicon, uh, that's hosted by another person, uh, Facebook group promenade and it's going to be october 22nd was it yes i believe that's correct and promenadicon yeah there's a facebook group called promenade and so they he does a kind of it's kind of a meeting place for all the promenade members uh but it's actually an open house for anybody can come in see the studios sweet and we'll also we'll have our own open house ds9 reference oh See, oh, is, is it DS9? Is that where the... the, the yeah. The, the, the okay, prom- okay, the promenade yeah. of DS9. Okay, that's exactly. the whole time. Like, where I just get really confused. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for opening that one up. We're, we're planning on having... <laughs> I didn't want to ask because I feel like... <laughs> we're yes. planning on having our own open house in April, but 
we've been procrastinating and haven't set a date yet. <laughs> let us know when Let's you are having that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will be there and show up. And and can and, and can we can we cosplay? Of oh, course, yes. a lot of people do. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah. And they don't even cosplay. It's almost like a little conventions. It's not even that. Don't have to be Star Trek. You can sure be anybody. <laughs> I'll, I'll get, well, you I'll never get know who they're going to run into in their travels, so you technically start. you could be whatever you want. That's exactly. true. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, guys, for showing up. Um, and I guess that's going to do for our show. Well, thank and you for having us. You yeah. Thank you so awesome. much for We're, coming. It's been so much fun. Go ahead and check them out. Starbasestudios.net and Facebook Starbase Studios. And also check them out on YouTube because it's just, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, you can reach us at Twitter at Okie Geek Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast and at Gmail at, at Podcast gmail.com. I'll get this eventually someday. Find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And uh, Joshua, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Oh, the easiest place is Twitter at Joshua Unruh, J-O-S-H-U-A-U-N-R-U-H. Devon. You can find me at Wubba, that's W-U-V-V-A on Twitter. That's probably the easiest and Nikki, where can single guys find you? <laughs> I'm at Red no, again, again, only with high cheekbones, English accent, weird name. That's Lots right. of money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> if you're out there. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Retro Robinson on Twitter, and I also run the Facebook page. So talk to you soon. PM or. <laughs> yeah. And hey, Benedict, if you're listening to this, I'm at KOSU Michael C. I just. <laughs> Just contact me, please. Fake Benedict Cumberbatch uh, <laughs> Twitter account coming later. <laughs> and you can find us uh, on SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can rate us, a, leave us a comment. We've actually had a comment, and I forgot to pull that up. We'll have to bring that up sometime soon because we've actually had a comment. comment. Thank you so much. Yes, no. um, I, we actually did. Um, oh, well, that figures. <laughs> yes. <No>. Um, <laughs> And uh, until next time, uh, along with Richard Wells and Scott Johnson, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Josh Unruh. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.